Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to an ARG Presents Holiday Hood Nanny. Yes. I'm Migo Aaron, joined by the grumpiest Santa I've ever seen, the bad mouth and bum. It's the bread. Oh, oh you God. Sorry. We had a, a pre-show fight here. Oh. Now we're festive. Oh, was that a fight? Was that what that was? It was a festive <laughs> fight. Now we're ready to be happy and married. I'm in a great mood. It, it is as we tape this uh, Christmas Eve, yes, 2023. Another fine year in the books uh, coming up in just a week. ARG Christmas games, Aaron. What do you think of that? I like it. Uh, we went for it this year uh, because we often, you know, it's funny how the shows line up sometimes, but we don't get to do certain holidays or whatnot. And so this year, it's funny, pretty much every show lined up perfectly yeah. for a nice Christmas show. And we're going to seal the deal uh, for your Merry Christmas this year with a couple ARG uh, Christmas offerings. You know, the Brent, uh, Christmas time is synonymous with bad games, frankly. There's a lot of bad games. I've, I've played a few uh, this this month. Yes. Uh, yep. And, you know, when I was on, I just did a stint over on uh, This Week in Retro. They asked me a, a provocative question, which is, Ugh. what are your favorite, like, holiday games? Like, do you have any games that you go to when the holidays come around? No. Nah. I don't game like that, first of all. Right. It, it's, I'm never like, man, it's Easter. Let's play some games about bunnies. I just don't do that. What are your favorite Easter games, Brent? Uh, Jazz Jackrabbit? Nope. <laughs> well, better answer than I thought you'd have. I'll give you that. You know, in the history of, of Christmas-style gaming, though, yeah, it's sort of one of the holiday gaming in general sort of has a stigma of being oh, sure. like a quick cash, cash or grab, like a yeah. uh, something. You know, I think what didn't do anyone any favor was your elf bowlings of the world. Yeah, and when you put a Christmas uh, game out, you're really pigeonholing your game because you only you're really going to have a viable game for a couple months a year. Yeah, you don't usually drag out the Christmas games in in March, for example, exactly, or in late August to play. Uh, so, I, you know, it's amazing to me that they make them at all. But then again, the people make Christmas albums like they're going out of style. So I guess the reasoning sort of the same there. Well, I, I think they're, they're banking on we sold this this Christmas. We can sell it next Christmas, at least from an album perspective. That's a lot harder to do with games because of technology. Yeah. Uh, you know, when your technology advances, your your three, four year old game. Suddenly, it don't look so hot. It doesn't play so hot. Yeah, uh, it's not in the new, the newest style and whatnot. So, where it works with music, I don't think it works for games much at all. I'd say you know, it's one thing I've noticed is there are not a lot of AAA titles that come out at Christmas time, but you do get a lot of indie type games. You know, that oh come certainly. Out. Now, indie, I guess what you think is it just because the indie developers will take more of a chance or whatever? What do you know? Is it because they don't have a big investment? Their games are easier to like convert over. Well, I I think it's all those things and more. Uh, I don't think publishers like to do Christmas games unless there's some kind of other tie-in. Uh -huh. You know, if you're tying into a movie or if you're tying into uh, an album or a, a specific event, uh, your indie guy doesn't have to worry about publishers. He, he's just going to say, you know what? I've got this concept. Uh, I don't have a theme for it though. Well, it's Coming up on Christmas time, I can get this ready and get it out the door. So I think that you see a lot of that happening. Sure. And, you know, 
if you think about it, you mentioned something there, which was doing a Christmas movie tie-in. Yeah. That seems like you're really getting yourself into a hole because the, not only is it Christmas related, but it, the movie also could suck. And it's also like there's not a lot of Christmas movies that are like big year-round standouts. Now, there are a couple I could think of, like like Home Alone, for, it comes to mind. Uh, and I, I guess that because it's the new thing, but like, die, like a Die Hard, people consider that a Christmas movie now. But it's not, it's not like there's a ton of people that are clamoring to play the Santa Claus 3, for example, which is a game I saw come up on a lot of bad lists. Uh, so really, that's a super risk putting out a game like that. Well, in, unless you go after popular properties, Rudolph, uh, Frosty yeah. the Snowman. If you get in with classics, I think you've got a you've got a much better tie-in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's it's a double risk, and normally those games they don't want to do anything risky. They don't want to take any chance. Yeah. And they don't want to put any money into it. So those are usually the worst of the worst. Ask you a question here. So here we are. And we really, when we decided to do Christmas games for ARG, we really didn't, I don't think we set any parameters. I mean, you had a loose parameter saying anything that's even remotely related yeah, to Christmas. that's Christmas related. Because yeah. you have a pension, you have a habit of cheating at Christmas and getting stupid <laughs> at, or Halloween and you and we can go back to tell the people it was you did that hit Simpson hit and run. I believe that was your Halloween game one year. And then you, I think Carnival was one you did. Was got a Christmas tie in or something? No, the Carnival was a hollow uh, Halloween tie in. Okay, then it was the which one of the ones was a Christmas. One. Anyway, it was Chintzy. So I was pleasantly surprised to see that you didn't cheat. Did you have any sort of? Uh, uh, how did you pick your game this time around? Uh, I went looking. I went looking for. Christmas tie-in games, and there's a vast amount of them. Uh, I yeah. was really surprised. Were I, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I was uh, commercially released ones. Yeah. Uh, your demo scenes and stuff, you always, like you said, you, you always see a lot of Christmas games come out from that. But I was looking for AAA release type stuff, and uh, uh, I went through a few games before I got to where I settled. Yeah. But I'm I'm happy with the choice I made. What about uh, yourself? Well, you know, I I've played a lot of Christmas games this year. I mean, tons. And I did a Christmas live stream. And I and the one thing I noticed because I was looking around at but it's funny because this shows what triggered the live stream I did because I looked around and it's a lot. We see this all the time doing this job on this show. Is that you see, like when when you're looking for certain games in a certain system or a certain type, you see the same ones. Over yeah. and over and over and over. You do. Like when you see a video, it's like all the bad Christmas games. You're going to see Home Alone. You're going to see the Santa Claus. You're going to see this crap over and over and over. And I thought to myself, man, I want to see some, I want to try some different stuff. There's got to be some other Christmas stuff out there. And when I did my live stream, I, 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 I limited myself exclusively to uh, eight and 16 bit computers just to try to get something different to mix. And I sort of did the same thing when I picked a game this week. I was like, man, I want to play something that I've never heard of and that no one talks about and, like, something off the beaten path. Sure. And I think I found something. Uh, so before we get into that, though, Brent, yeah, you know, we did have a a bit of a tiff earlier. And it, I feel bad because the Christmas spirit, 
I'm full of the Christmas spirit, big time. I'm oh, is that what that was? Full. I wasn't sure Christmas spirit was f- so full of lies and, and hate. Yeah, you know, well, listen, see, there's a lot of bad blood between us, which makes me upset on a Christmas day. There so, is. in the interest of the spirit of the holiday season, Brent, I want to present you this a Christmas gift from me. This know. bag could be worth uh, thousands of dollars, in all honesty. I'm not well, lying. I mean, if you find a sucker, I guess. No, no here you go. Mary, I, I, I know you haven't bought me any gifts all this month. That's okay, because I still love you, and I, want, and I respect you, and I want you to have this Christmas gift well, to open right here on the show, I, Brent. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, well, uh, there's, of course, wait there's a, minute. a card. It, it's I, the same card as... No, no. And so... I, it's uh, it's No, no. And Merry Christmas. You know, And by the way, I want you to share that with the family. That's for, that's sort of for everyone, if you know what I mean. Like I've got one gift, one gift fits all. I think it'll be uh, uh, lovely. Uh, with all that said, uh, I think it's just about time. Oh, oh, okay. No, this this could be good, Aaron. Yeah, there's uh, a scratch off ticket. You hey, and, these things are big. Um, money. These things are big. Money. So with all that said, wait. Uh, it's already scratched. No, it's fine. It, I left most of it unscratched. I, I mean, it's not even a winner. Well, I mean, it's... It, it, this is the most representative you I've ever seen. What? Used, and, used and, and not valuable. That's, that's horrible. That's it. Give me that Stop. back. You get no gift. You get cold. Start the show. <laughs> We've already started the show, Aaron. Get it going. Uh, so you want to go first? Yes, I'll go first. I, it's something we need to cleanse your the hatefulness of you here. And so, when I went game hunting, you know what I think about when I go game hunting? What's that? that? I, uh, it's called online services. That's where I like to go hunting for games. And so, I was nosing around, Brent. Yeah. And I, I read about a game that had been released on Xbox a, lo- a long time ago. And this is okay. Xbox 360, Xbox Live. And uh, it was it was a game that, that has a title near and dear to my heart. I want to explain the title to this. There's a guy. you know, I A love, certain guy. I love literal titles. And I like stuff that tells you what's going to happen on the 10. Right? You know All what right. I'm I'll give you an example. There's a guy in wrestling called Jack. Okay. Jack's sort of a low-end wrestler. He's not very big. He's not very uh, charismatic. Man, and if his name says what he's going to do, I don't want to be a part of that he crowd. He didn't win that much, right? But, like, in his matches, he's always doing, like, the escape moves. I mean, that's cartwheels for everything. Escape headlock or cartwheel. He'll do a pin by cartwheel on top of you. Cartwheel on top of the top rope. So what's this guy's name? It's Jack Cartwheel. That's his oh. name. That's a great wrestling name. He's Jack Cartwheel because when he shows up at your ring, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be cartwheels. Cartwheels are plenty. And so with that in mind, you can understand why I picked the title that I picked this week. It's Johnny Platform Saves Christmas. It's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. It's a game starring Johnny Platform. That's hey, what this yeah. is. So uh, Johnny Platform was released uh, on the Xbox Live, 360 Xbox Live in uh, December 8th, 2009, just in time for the holidays, by the way. I was looking. I don't think we've ever talked about any games that were released on Xbox Live exclusively, Xbox 360 Live. No, I don't think so. This may be the first. Uh, and this, now, the reason I picked this and was able to play it, this got a, and by the way, this was a paid game, all right? So you paid, and I looked up how much it cost at the time. In 2009, if you wanted to pick up Johnny Platform Saves Christmas, it was two pound 
and Pi P. Oh, that's pretty good. It's in that uh, classic. Yeah, it's in the- Xbox screws your money. Yeah, the Xbox points or fun bucks, crusty fun bucks. That's right. And so a couple years later, they decided, heck, I guess this is an easy conversion. So they decided to release a Windows version. And so when I saw that, I'm like, hey, and it's free, freebie. I was like, hey, I've got to try to find this. And this was no easy task. This thing was nowhere, but I found it uh, out there. And you, it's free. It's still free. You can get it. Uh, and so this was published and developed by an outfit called IshiSoft. I've never heard of these guys. Nope. Oh, wait, yeah. Itch.io? No. That's, oh. No, that's the whole... This is Ishi. I-S-H-I. Oh, okay. Different right. thing. Yeah, it, it, you're thinking Itch.io. Totally wrong, and you're dumb. <laughs> so, IshiSoft had... First of all, they did the original... This is a sequel to a game called Johnny Platform's Biscuit Romp. All right. Which I'll talk about a little bit later. They also... They did several other games. Upbot Goes Up. It's a good... That's a good game. Another literal title. Another one I like, Clockwiser. I don't know what that means. And they also did a game called Pushover. Uh, this game is listed as a game by Craig Forrester. I looked at what Craig Forrester did, and he mostly, in fact, almost entirely did iPad and, and phone games, yeah, none I'm- of which I've heard of. I saw one called Sugar Rush. I think I may have heard of that one. Uh, I don't know for sure. Uh, the music in this was Bob Emery. He did Upbot Goes Up, Clockwise and Pushover. You see a trend here, but get this. There's a voice in the game. Johnny Pushover has a voice. And the same guy that voiced him in the first one voiced him in this one. And it's, it's the guy who voiced him, his name is Tom Chambers. What did Tom Chambers do? He's the most heralded guy in this whole outfit. <laughs> he designed Division 1 and 2. You've heard of those? Yeah. And Watch Dogs. Yeah. And yeah. he also designed up, he was designed, listed as the designer for a bunch of the just dance games. So, like this, oh, and Tom Clancy, the Tom Clancy Division game. Yeah. So these are big games, but that absolutely guy does is the voice of Johnny Platform, which is horrible. Wait, I was going to say, he doesn't do it well. It's horrible. It's just, <laughs> but I mean, that's part of Johnny Platform's appeal. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. And the original character design for Johnny Platform was a fellow named James O'Hare. This guy was an artist who did art for uh, GTA V and GTA, the Chinatown uh, game, and also L.A. Noir, which has got great art. Yep. So... There you go. I mean, of course, the character looks dreadful. So, that, no, <laughs> okay. So, what is Johnny Platform says Christmas? Well, Johnny Platform is a guy named Johnny, and Johnny Platform jumps around on platforms. This is a pla- This is a puzzle platformer game. Pure. This is pure uncut puzzle platformer right here, brother. Uh, you play this game. They recommend that using an Xbox 360 joystick to play with the PC, and I did, which I did too, and that it was the way to go. So I mentioned earlier this game had a, uh, a, 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 a this was a sequel to a game called Johnny Platforms Biscuit Romp. So just looking into the not so distant past of two thousand eight, two thousand seven, Xbox Live was like this a whole like the the ball field was open. Yeah, there was a long time where you just indie games and stuff didn't get on Xbox Live, and I remember when it happened, it was a pretty big deal, you know, and so. Anyway, Johnny a Platform Biscuit Rock was a like a successful like hit. This is a real popular game on there, and it came out of nowhere. I looked into the origins of this game, and from what I could, from what I read, and you could you could uh, take this a grain of salt. 
But Johnny, the, the original Johnny Platform game was originally designed for the Nintendo DS as a homebrew game that got ported. So I don't think it ever came out in the DS. Mm. You know, so there you go. Um, when And so it did well. And so Ishisoft was like, we've got to get back in, in the saddle here. And they so they chose to make J- Johnny Platform Christmas game, which is an odd choice uh, to, considering that the first one did so well and didn't have a Christmas theme. And then, we, I mean, if you're going to make a sequel, you would think, well, I'm going to make a, you know, something that's going to be a true sequel. Now, the funny thing about Johnny Platform is uh, the original game was, for, this shows you how old this is. The original game was in four by three. So one of the selling points I kept reading was that this was in widescreen. I thought that was kind of amusing. Uh, also, this game literally had twice as much content as the first one. And, and they also tweaked all the stuff that people didn't like about the first one. So, like, this wasn't like they just strapped a Christmas thing on it. I mean, this was like a full do-over. They did, they redid the, that. They slapped the Christmas theme on. No, I mean they. Well, I don't know what what the ultimate thinking was behind the Christmas theming of this, but this is a game they didn't. It's not a Christmas throwaway game. Like they put on their full their full hottie was involved in this game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The effort was certainly there. Right, right. The effort to make it Christmas. That's a little so objectable. I looked at the flavor text of this, and so it says, "Oh no, uh, the evil robots are back again." And they're going to ruin Christmas for everyone. Only Johnny Platform can save the day. Tell all the robots in each level to open the exit door. Which is a pretty basic way of explaining this game. But I will try to explain the game now. So this game is uh, split. In a, it's basically singles. It's a single screen game. Every level is its own screen. And you play uh, Johnny as you go through the level. Like I said, you try to destroy all the robots to to, to uh, leave this level. Sometimes there aren't any robots. You just do some other stuff. Yeah. So it's not always killing robots. And uh, there are various obstacles in the way to keep Johnny from doing it. And so what does that mean? Well, uh, you have to learn certain abilities to be able to get past these uh, these areas. And so this is a real good mix of prowess with your agility on the joystick and your brain, because these are actually, I mean, I, I thought these were pretty, these are pretty tricky. Some of these uh, platforms, uh, Johnny has multiple abilities from aside from running and jumping. He also has, and this is added for the, for this game. He has the ability to roll like a cool guy roll, like an yeah. action movie. And he can roll on the top of bad guys and roll off them, which is an important element. And so adding rolling to Johnny Plumper Saves Christmas is, uh, they said that opened up a whole different level of gameplay ideas yeah, that yeah. weren't in the first one. Level design stuff. Right. Yeah. So amongst the things you do in this, aside from just going around uh, and knocking out bad guys, you have to avoid uh, various uh, you know elements on the boards, stuff like spikes. Some of the robots have guns. Later on in the level, there are like uh, uh, roasting uh, chestnuts that come on the screen, bombs, yeah, and bombs. And there are also push. Uh, there are also push puzzles in this, uh, and it, so it's it, they really do mix it up quite nicely. I would say it has a fairly festive theme. Johnny does have on like a he's got on like a Santa hat. It's snowing. It's got it, the music's sort of festive. I mean, the music's good. It's not, but I wouldn't say it's like mega festive. But it's okay. It's it's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, and uh, uh, you drink like cocoa 
or coffee. coffee. When you go, I don't know if they ever tell you exactly. It's what coffee. It is. How do you know? He says it. Uh, does he? Yeah. They, it's a, it's when it talks about how you earn extra men. It says collect the coffee. Yeah. Well, there there are basically floating cups around. You can get it's like and sometimes they're in places you don't know how to get to. Anyway, once you finish the level, uh, a door will open up, a portal, and then you have to go and get in the door. Uh, sometimes that could be a problem. But a lot of the levels wrap like in like a tunnel in Pac-Man. So you yep. go to one side of the street, come out the other. Some levels wrap horizontally. Some levels uh, are, are vertically. Some levels are actually uh, not full. They're like thinner levels on yeah. the screen. They're like almost like a instead poster. of being portrait, they make them like uh, yeah. And so you, instead of landscape, they make them portrait. You really got to uh, uh, give them credit for trying to mix it up. There's a hundred levels in the game, and you get your progress gets saved every five levels. So including your man, count. including your man count. So if you if you get to uh, to level six, if you die, you can start back over at level five. That's the gimmick on this, and really dying. With the exception of, I mean, dying on a level sucks because you got to redo that level. But if you die completely, it's not a total loss. It just takes you back maybe at most four levels, which can be horrible. But still, it's better than nothing. Uh, if you drink the coffee, you get uh, every 16 cups, you get an extra man, uh, which is nice. Well, well, every 16 cups, you get an extra man if you exit the level. If you exit the level. It only counts how many, it only takes into account how many coffees you've collected at the end of each level. Uh, this game I mentioned on the PC supports uh, a controller or the keyboard, and they have some controller recommendations, and they also have, they, the keys are hardwired in, so you, but they do give you a list of them. They give you a goodly amount of keys if you put on a keyboard. I do not recommend playing this with keyboard. It's a game. No, this is joystick. This is a game, game that requires pinpoint accuracy Well, you uh, get you're that jumping, keyboard. And, yeah, and whatnot. <laughs> no, I mean, that, for this, I would go with the joystick. So, the brand, had you heard of Johnny Pro Platform Saves Christmas? What did you think? No, I'd never heard of this game. Uh, to put it far more simply, this is an this is an action platform puzzler uh, single screen. That's what I said. Well, you kind of drew it out there. Well, I like, to, so, I like to make it simple for the human. Um, this has all of the necessary elements to be a fun and engaging game. Uh, it takes the tried and true approach it introduces a concept uh, very slowly, and then over the next set of levels, we'll have you build your skill on that concept. For example, uh, the very first level, it just says go from point A to point B. You literally, you just walk across, you can collect some coffees if you want, no problem. Uh, and, and it has signs, readable signs in the level. So whenever they introduce a new concept, uh, they kind of Write, actually write it out on the screen and tell you what's coming up. Uh, for example, if you have to jump on, an, on a robot's head, you can do the cartwheel move for, uh, using the robot's head as a platform. When it introduces that concept, at first, it just has a robot. You jump on it, you do a cartwheel. There's really no... If you mess up, it doesn't really matter. Then they have it where there's two robots. So if you cartwheel off of one, you'll land on top of the other one's head. And then it expands that concept even more to where you have to roll off, jump, and double jump again. And the only way that you have enough distance is, is if you cartwheel off the robot's head. It's that kind of it's that kind of progression on every new concept. Usually, uh, at the end of five levels, the the sixth level is 
a cakewalk, an easy level. And I think they did that. So if you quit the game at that point, you walk away and then you come back in a, in a week, uh, you know, a, a day, whatever, to get the feel back, you've got this level to go through. I thought that was really, really smart, really well done. Uh, the level designs in this range from just bonehead, simple and dry to quite innovative. And the, and they always add concepts. They're always adding something new. They're adding the ability to push things, to roll things. Sometimes you have to walk on top of things while they roll. Uh, I got to, I played this 48, 48 levels deep. Nice. Um, and that's where I, I didn't get stuck. It was just like, okay, I'm, I get this enough to do a, a, a nice review on it. Um, and that's about, I mean, if you go from level one to level 48 and you speed run it, you could probably get there in about 30 minutes. Well, uh, I mean, if you didn't know how to but, go through all the levels. Right. Yeah. But to learn the levels, I, I think I was playing it for about two hours. Yeah. Uh, there's, for me at least, there was never a point where I was so stumped that I was frustrated, but there were plenty of times where I had to stop and say, how am I going to do this? Yeah. How am I going to kill all the robots? Or how am I going to accomplish my side objective to get more coffees? Because it doesn't force you to find, and the when I say hidden coffees, I don't mean like they're hidden. They're I mean, they're, there's a solution to get to the extra coffees. Um, I had 10 men on my save, so when I start back up, I'll be at level 45 with 10 men. So it's it's pretty generous in that regard because I definitely didn't complete every level in one try. It has this very wonderful concept that I wish more puzzle games of this nature would, would use. If you start a level and you know you start it and you cannot complete it, you've soft-locked yourself, it doesn't punish you by taking a life. It lets you just restart the level with the same amount of men that you had intact, and you can try it again. Yeah, and it just it's all you have to do is hold one button down for about ten seconds. And not ten the level. seconds; it's Bomb. like two seconds. But it's long enough to where you're not accidentally. Yeah, gonna do you're not going to tap it. Right. Yeah. Um. So I, I really like that. I this has a lot of really good concepts, and it has good level design. And nothing blew me away. Nothing. I was like, man, that's the most ingenious thing I've ever seen. But it's good and solid all the way through with nice ramping difficulties. And when you ramp up and you learn a concept completely, it says, okay, here's a break. Here's a smooth level, an easy level. Okay, here's your new concept. Then a break. Okay, we're going to combine those concepts. It's that kind of flow. It's that kind of feel. It's very tried and true, that, that the kind of design philosophy. But... For something like this, it's perfect. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo what you said there in terms of the this. We play a lot of a, I, you know, I play a ton of Amiga games. Yeah, and I instantly throw you into the lines. Then you know, this game right here it should be a study course in how to introduce a player to a game. Yeah, how to introduce them to new concepts, how to introduce the player to new ideas in the game or new actions that they have to take. It builds you up. Some levels it throws away. It's got a hundred levels, and it throws away a level just so you can understand what you're doing. Yeah. But you like there's a level where you have to cartwheel off a bunch of robots to get off the level. You have to because there's spikes. 
It's not that hard once you figure out what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the point. And so that's a throwaway level. They don't have to put a bunch of design effort into that because they know what they're doing. They're teaching you. It's a learning experience. This game does that. You're right. This is a tried and true platform game. That's why I, it's Johnny Platform. That's a perfect name for a game like this. It's a platform game. Is the title character beloved? No. Are yep. the robots incredibly cute? No. Yep. Stuff that you're going to remember because of their incredible design? No. Is are the grabs and this like going to knock your socks mm-hmm. off? No. It's like none of those things. But the, you can sort of say the same thing with like a, a classic games like Jumpman or 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 uh, Minor Twenty Forty Nine, or where it's like no, there's no one remembers the bad guys in Jumpman. All they remember is. It's a great, fun game. That's why this game is not doesn't play like Jumpman. But my, the point is, you can ha- you sometimes a game is more than some of its parts. This game isn't graphically. I mean, it's it's totally clean. Yeah, but it's not like the, uh, something's going to make you lose your mind. And the Christmas time part of this is at is low. Tacked on it at, at best. Well, I mean, again, it's uh, it's interesting that they, they. I don't know if they plan on releasing this without a Christmas theme at some point down the line. Maybe they did. I didn't read that anywhere. And I don't know how well this game did after the first one. You know, but I mean, because the first one clearly did quite well. They, they clearly liked it. Uh, but. Uh, um, uh, and I don't know how well this thing fared. I did see it was number three on a list of of games, but I don't, I don't have any reference point for this list of Xbox Live games. And Xbox Live, I found out, is trying to find stuff about games that were on there and how they performed is nigh impossible. And I don't think this company's still around anymore. Here's the funny thing about it, though. I went over to Itchy Sauce Library, Itchy Sauce, and their website's still up. They that's haven't good. done anything for years. Oh, that's not good. And this game is linked there. I clicked on the link, nothing. I clicked on I clicked on the link about 50 times. And on the 51st time, it worked. I couldn't get anything off uh, uh Internet Archive. I get, so this was so I ended up grabbing the game. It's in if you're in part of our Discord, the game is there. And I'll link it in the show notes and you can give it a whirl, you know, if you can try to get it. But I mean, it's a game. Uh, uh, for people, if you wanted to play an Xbox Live game with your PC in 2023, I don't know how many you can play. I don't know how many got ported. I don't know how hard it was. But this is absolutely one that you that you should give a shot. I think this is a real strong title, uh, just because uh, it it plays a fair, honest, clever game. The controls are solid, and it's going to give you what you want if what you want is puzzle platforming. Yeah. It's going to give it to you in, in droves, and you're going to have a lot of fun playing it, I think. I think it's a real strong title, the brand. Yeah, I agree. And don't don't think that this is something you only have to play at Christmas. This is yeah. an anytime game. Yeah. The, the Christmas theme is so tacked on, you would have thought I chose it. I'll be going back to this one, uh, Brent, uh, many times, because this is, this is my kind of action. Um, we did get a review on this. Uh, by the way, I'll try to look up reviews. I didn't see magazine reviews on this anywhere, but I did see a lot of individuals reviewing the game at, at, at that at, when it was available, mm-hmm. and it was it was people loved it. Everyone that reviewed it, every single review I read loved the game. Yeah, I'm not the surprised. Game. And so, and every one of them loved the original game too. So, and they all said this was an improvement. This was like above and beyond. So, I mean, it got a lot of good. Word of mouth. How did that translate? I don't know. And considering I've never heard of this outfit before since, 
I don't know how much you had an Xbox 360 back yeah. in the day. Did you do much on live? Uh, not a ton. Yeah, not a ton. And so I, I was the same way. I was the same way. So we did get a review. It's our good buddy Pajaco who chimes in. Okay, so at first I thought this was uh, this cheap game maker looking piece of poop. Uh, I made him bury it right there. Uh, when I started playing it, and and uh, and really the designer of this game has really put some thought and effort into the levels with many requiring a bit of puzzling out to work out uh, how to complete them. Some are devious and require some fine dexterity, which required me to switch to a controller because the keyboard didn't cut it. Yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, I eventually tapped out at level 58. Oh, very good. Where you good. start getting levels that, uh, that can get you pretty far, and if you mess up, you have to start over, which I'm not the biggest fan of. It would be nice that in 2023 if you had some sort of like uh, ability to save at mid-level, but uh, you, there's not. Uh, graphics. Uh, have that very early Xbox Live Arcade look, but are good, and the music is fun and jaunty. Uh, throw in some quite frankly bizarre and blandy voiced one-liners from the titular hero, and you have a recipe for something that has the air of being hashed together, but under the hood is very playable and well-designed. A deceptively fun and challenging game, not just for Christmas, 9 out of 10. That's big, big uh, big love, big there. praise. Yeah, that's nice, and I think it's it's well deserved. It's and, and to think that this game was only you know three bucks when it was released. Yeah, less than three. Yeah, that's that's and, that's good value for the money. Well, so on top of everything else, uh, the brand on this one. I'll close with this. Uh, this is a game that you could say like that. One of the things they pitched in the doc that I read. I mean, it's like this is a fr- family friendly game. Set your kid down and play it. <clears throat> this is a game. That is from 2009, but I mean, a modern gamers could play this and enjoy it. A old school gamers can play and enjoy it. It does, it does uh, skirt the middle ground there, where it's it's old school enough that you can get into it, but it's still fairly. It's got enough going for it that's modern looking or whatever. I don't agree with any of that, but I understand there where you're you coming go. from. Exactly, you should agree with all of us. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. So anyway, uh, pick that one up. That's a winner, Brent. That's yep. uh, Johnny Platform Saves Christmas. He did save it. Well, only if you beat the game, which you didn't. Well, so. I will. <laughs> I just think if you hogged all the time on that too. So I, I went a different direction, Aaron. You went a much what I thought was a much more bland direction. A bland direction? What do you mean by that? I mean, I thought it was going to be bland. Okay. Uh, I went with the the two thousand movie slash book tie-in the grinch is that what this is i went yes it is this is a a movie tie-in uh to the the 2000 jim carrey release really how the grinch stole christmas i didn't even notice that you're i didn't know based on a movie well it's it's based on the character design from that movie uh, and the movie, of course, is based on the Dr. Seuss book. And I have a question for you. Okay. Do you know where the term Grinch was first used? I thought it was used in the book. It is used yeah. in a Dr. Seuss book, but not the one you think. Oh, really? Yeah. The first use was in a uh, Dr. Seuss book called Scrambled Eggs Super. And this is a book that you can note. They they actually pulled this book. You can't go out and get it anymore. It's not getting reprinted. Uh, Because the whole concept of the book is a character is going around and finding rare and exotic bird eggs and making scrambled eggs out of them. (laughs) That crazy Dr. Seuss. And one one of the bird eggs that he gets 
is a beagle-beaked, bald-headed Grinch. Yeah, okay. And the reason why this ties into, I mean, besides just the name, uh, the character in the book, the the beagle-beaked, bald-headed Grinch, has the same attitude, has the same persona as the Grinch who stole Christmas. Okay. So it all kind of filters in. And Aaron, we're talking, that is a 1953 book Whereas uh, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas was released in 1957. Man, deep now, dive. And of course, we're going a little, a lot more modern, whereas this is the movie tie-in from How The Grinch Stole Christmas, released in 2000, that uh, had Jim Carrey as The Grinch. Uh, did you have you seen that movie? Hell no. Oh, it's okay. I'm not going to see that. I don't want to blab back to Grinch. That's dumb. Uh, uh, it, it's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's fun enough to be okay. Um, and of course, this video game, which is The Grinch, loosely based off the character designs from the movie, was also released in the year 2000, Aaron. Uh, this actually came out on PlayStation, Dreamcast, Windows, and the platform we're taking a look at, Game Boy Color. You're kidding me. This came... <clears throat> now, Dreamcast. Now, on the PlayStation, the Dreamcast, and on the Windows PC, yeah, it got destroyed. Isn't this exact same game De destroyed, and the I don't know. I didn't. I didn't play any of the 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 other ports, but it got absolutely destroyed in the magazines. Absolutely destroyed on the ratings. Used just horrible seller, bad all around. However, Aaron. The Game Boy release was a runner-up to the 2000 Action Game of the Year for IGN. Ah, no kidding. For the Game Boy Color. You know what won? I do not. Ah. Um, so this, this is, in the reviewers' opinions at least, uh, this is the way to play The Grinch. So I, I, This seems like a better Game Boy Color game. They, they use the same concept of the Dreamcast. <laughs> I I'm gonna look not gonna look into that. So what is the Grinch? Uh this and you're not you're not gonna believe me, so try to just stay with me here. This is a stealth-based action uh flip screen game <laughs> where you play as the Grinch and you are stealing all the presents from Whoville, just like uh in the cartoon, the movie. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Um, as the Grinch, you have the the ability to sneak around. He'll hunker down, and he can climb under low low ledges and stuff like that. Uh, he also has his default is bad breath. So if one of the little jerks from Whoville gets too close, he can breathe on him, but it's a really short range attack, and uh, you can you can take him out momentarily like that. <laughs> But his biggest his biggest attribute is uh, if someone sees you and you have to run away, you're just as fast as the members of Whoville. So unless they corner you with a pincer maneuver, you can always outrun them and real speedy. The biggest enemy in this game, really, Aaron, though, is the clock. Because every stage that you have to go around and collect these presents has a clock element. Uh, and you can gather more time throughout the levels, but just as the default timer, it's not brutally tight, but it's tight enough. 
Uh, it has you going through the town square of Whoville, which is usually outside hedge mazes or walled-in sections. But on top of that, you have to break into the Whoville's houses yeah. and steal all their presents from, you know, in the different rooms that you go in through their houses. Uh, the play on this is pretty snappy. It's smooth. Uh, everything is really well animated for a Game Boy Color game. Um, 2000 would have been pretty tail end for the Game Boy Color's lifespan, uh, but it has it has great visuals. Uh, the graphics are cheerful enough and holiday enough that it makes you feel like this is a Christmas game. Of course, you are stealing presents, either wrapped up presents. Sometimes it's wrapped up like Christmas wreaths. Uh, stuff like that, so it does kind of mix it up a little bit, depending on your levels. And it has good sound, I thought. Um, and fun, easy to understand, easy to pick up and play uh, stealth mechanics. People usually either patrol an area or stay in one place and swivel, you know, turn 90 degrees, because this is played on a 90-degree on a, uh, grid. You up, down, left, right. You don't really run diagonal. All your your areas are are in straight lines that have you turn turning nineties. So when you collect all the presents from one level, uh, you get a scene where he's the Grinch is celebrating, and you go on to the next he's scene. He's sitting on a bunch of presents eating chicken legs. <laughs> That's right, and he's laughing. And if you get caught, well, then your heart expands three times the size that day. And you, you have to go game over and go to the next screen. Or you try it again. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed this, Aaron. I did not. I expected this to be your average platformer because I did not have any concepts going into this, what this was. I didn't look at screenshots. I didn't do anything. Yeah. I didn't even know there were other versions of this until I started doing research on the Grinch, the game particularly. Um, it's easy to pick up fun to pick up. It never, at least as far as I got, and I did not beat the game by any means, uh, the concepts are never complicated. You never get lost. You never get to the point where you need one more present, but you can't find it. Yeah, uh, Things aren't linear, but they're not so open that you get, that you get frustrated. Um, I really had fun with this. I actually think I like Johnny Platformer more but I think this, as a visual spectacle, brings more to the table. And it has a different feel. It has a different element than Johnny Platformer. This is a stealth game. You're supposed to not get caught. What did you think of this one, Aaron? Well, uh, uh, first of all, I didn't know this was a movie tie-in, but that does explain a few things. Because the, you mentioned there's an opening scene. Yeah, opening cinematic. And the opening cinematic on the Game Boy Color shows all the people at Whoville partying. And they didn't look quite like I would thought they would look. You know, I mean, in fact, there's even sort of like a hot chick there, and it's but they're all dancing and partying, and the noise pisses off the Grinch, and he tells the dogs, "Like I'm going to screw these guys yeah. over," you know. But even the Grinch looks, uh, he looks very Japanese anime. A lot of this is anime looking. Well, I don't and, agree uh, with that. I mean, it's like if you took the the Doctor Seuss book and then like pinned it with an anime flair, you're going to get it's real odd. The art's real odd, but this is just the opening scene or the scene where he's eating the, uh, the food. The actual gameplay on this, you know, I haven't played that many Game Boy Color games. I don't have any colors. How many games, how many colors did you get? 16, something like that. 
This game lends itself quite nicely to like that sort of low end palette because yes. it's because it's snowy, you know. Uh, the Grinch walks. Listen, if you ever watch the cartoon, there's a lot of them where the Grinch is sneaking around, you know, like a little sneak. And, and so I never would have assumed that this would be the, I assumed this would be platformer two when I loaded it up. And so when I started playing it, I'm like, man, this is not what I expected to do this like stealth, you know, uh, uh metal gear stealth action. Yeah. But it actually works great. And yeah. one of the things I like about it is. It's a combination of stealthiness and madcap idiocy. Yes. Because once you get spotted, the Grinch sprints around, and he, and the people behind him, and they're waving their arms, yeah. and they're running around like idiots, and you're and you're lapping them around tables and stuff. And you, one thing you can do that's great is if you're getting chased by two people, you can pull them over and they'll run into each yes. other, which is fun. Sometimes they just run out of gas, yep. and they just get too tired, and the Grinch never does, because he's evil. He's fueled by evil. And so he, but he rolls around, and so it's that's funny to me the the way that the 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 juxtaposition between the stealthiness and the mad capery, the fact that you can bend over and pick and make snowballs is quite yeah yeah that, I use that quite a bit. And what you're going to want to do is when you're in the snow is make a ton of snowballs so you can in case you need them right you know. Uh, I just use the breath attack because you don't the breath attack right you have to be right on top of you. Know? You don't. Now you don't really need the snowballs that I've ever found. Oh, I good to have, but I I didn't take that approach. I went pure stealth. I used them all the time. Uh, if I'm honest, I don't know how far you got into this thing. I didn't get mega far into. I got to the point where you get to be be the dog, you know. And I saw because Jock had mentioned that too. I'm like, oh, okay. At least I got that far. Yeah, the max. Yeah. Uh, this game. I'm listen. I talked to you before the show, and I'm going to say it again. I think we we uh, in terms of all the Christmas shows I've ever done, these are the two <laughs> best Christmas games I've ever played. Bar, like they're bar really nine. good. There's nothing even in the same ballpark. Yeah, and I can see why this won awards. And I got to give the judges or came in second at least because if this is a kind of game, like I had no idea it was based on the film. I should have looked at the well, now, but I mean, <clears throat> but I don't want a game based on the film. The Grinch doesn't need any. The Grinch is the Grinch, and so the film makes no. Has no bearing on this. If you're a fan of the cartoon, hey, well, the film is based on the cartoon, which is based on but the I mean, book. It has so no, it's all it's got the nothing same. to do with this. The my point is, this is does not the stink of an old movie on it. Oh point. no! Right, except the, game, the Grinch is is stylized. The, the animation this is great. I mean, one thing this has over Johnny Platform is like the Grinch and all the Whoville Goose. They're good. Yeah, like, this plays a lot like an um uh. Remember that game we used to play? We played in the arcade. We covered on the show where you're in the classroom. It's a Japanese game, and you end up getting chased all over the classroom. Uh, was it Mikey or something yeah. like that? It, in some ways, the madcap running of that reminds me. Of this it's just, <laughs> it's just it, that's that's fun. And the fact that now I will say they they unlike um, unlike Johnny Platform, this game doesn't hold your hand as much. It doesn't start you in the super deep end. But it doesn't take too long before you're doing some real tough stuff. Yeah. That clock can be tough to deal with yes. because you're trying to be careful. Uh, and you can sort of adjust your play style accordingly, but you can't just run in like a maniac. I, I, I'm, stealth is not necessarily my bag, but I like I was good enough at it to where I could do okay. I was pleasantly surprised when you could start going into houses. Yeah. That was great because I finished this one level, but it didn't end. And the only thing left was this one house. I'm like, can I go in that? And I could. You can run into houses to get away from people. You can run out the door. Like, if you leave the house, everything cleared. Yeah. You know? 
And also the concept that as a, a, a plot that you're the Grinch and you're going through Whoville and you're stealing all the pri all the presents, that works. That's a great see that Absolutely. makes sense. That totally makes sense. The Grinch is a cool character, even on the Game Boy Color. Like the Grinch, if you stop moving him, he'll sit there. He'll scratch his head. He'll scratch his butt. The who, like I said, the who billions of characters. If they come across each other, they'll talk. Yeah, you know? the the the, an, the idle animations of the Whoville folks are great. There was yeah. one scene in particular uh, where you go into a house and you go through the house and then you go into the backyard and you're stealing presents from the backyard. And there's a Whoville girl out there getting chased by a doll. Yeah. It's like, oh, crap. And she's running around like crazy. The dog's chasing after her. And you can just sit there and watch it for a few moments before you continue on your game. It's just funny little bits like that that it, they didn't have to throw in, but they did. And it it adds life. It adds it adds like you're... you're you know, you're in Whoville and you're seeing these interactions and it draws you in more. Yeah, and on top of everything else, you consider the screen size of the Game Boy Color. I think it's exactly like the Game Boy, just it's color. Yeah, it? pretty much. So you're not, it's not like you've got like a big red. They squeeze a lot of different elements and, and uh, screens in this thing. Sure. And, and like I said, having the, doing the flip screen stuff with exploring, it works. It works. And what's fun is you can, when you complete, when you completely rob a house, which is what you're doing. Even if you lose on that level, it doesn't make you re rob no. the house. If you've collected gifts, it keeps those so gifts are collected. That's good. So you can even like if you're like me, I would go on a suicide run occasionally just to make sure because I couldn't get past some certain guys. I just run in like a maniac and grab it real quick, you know, which was fun. But no, this one was a big surprise. Again, uh, not to pat you on the back, but this was I when you pick this, I'm like, man, after that big speech you gave me about picking these games. You picked a real dud, but then I played it. Now, I'm going to ask you, did you know this? How did you come across this one? Did you know about it before you picked it? No. You just, you no, just I just randomly picked a color. No, game? I was just looking through a list of, of Christmas games. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Grinch, you know, we, we've, we've done Santa games. We've done uh, Johnny Platform games. You know, we've done different types. I was like, well, what's I want to find something with like the Nightmare Before Christmas or yeah. the Grinch or Krampus, kind of the other, the flip side, the anti-hero side of Christmas. And I was like, Grinch, okay, let's see what this is. And lo and behold, it was really good. And by the way, this is another one you can play this year round because I mean, oh yeah, it's a Christmas theme. I mean, you it's for I mean I don't know how many stealth based Game Boy Color games there were. <laughs> you know, and by the way, this is I haven't like I said I haven't played the Game Boy Color that much. I was telling Brett I didn't have. Uh, any ROMs for it on my on my Mister? I had to get some, but I'm, so far they're one for one. This is yeah. this is quite good. Yeah, you know. So I, I was I was real happy with this one, the Brent. Uh, we did get a review on this one, uh, the Brent. If you're interested, absolutely. Uh, and hearing that one uh, again, our good buddy Pajaco chimed in, and he writes, uh, "I thought this was going to be a garbage movie license game, but once I got playing, I found out I found a game that was akin." To the original Metal Gear Solid on the MSX. It also was tricky, requiring some puzzling out to work your way around. I didn't get far in the game, uh, reaching the end of the second world where you play as Max and all. That's pretty good. That's further than I got, which was a nice change of gameplay. That's right, because Max can do different stuff. He can, yeah. he can crawl under stuff. Um, having looked at a video, it seems like I have a lot of variety. If I hadn't spent so much time playing Johnny Platform since Christmas, I would have played a lot more of The Grinch this week. One of the things I liked as the Grinch, you could take out the Who's in a number of ways, from snowballs belching in their faces 
getting them to run into each other, and then watch them start arguing. Yep. Yeah. 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 I tried playing this on an actual Game Boy Color and gave up in five minutes. <laughs> and because, uh, sorry, Retro fans, the original screens on the Game Boy Color are not great. Yeah, they're garbage. Uh, for anything other than playing during an atomic explosion, uh, the not backlit's brutal. Yeah. Now, the graphics and sound are very good for Game Boy and the whole package being well presented and fun to play. A map could have been useful in some levels I played, unless I missed it, because it wasn't always clear where the exits for a level were. I didn't have that much trouble in that part of it. Um, he continues, but overall, a solid game, worth playing any time of year, a 9 out of 10. Wow. So, so man, two, two big winners. Have we ever had a show where, the, of course, just Pajaco chiming in, but I don't think we ever had a show where there was a consensus that everyone loved the, the game. And we, here's what's going to really kill you, Aaron. Yeah. These were both, in a sense, puzzle games. And you liked both of them. Well, I mean, yeah, you're sort of right, uh, man. You know, if I was the, if I owned a Game Boy Color, I mean, are those games expensive to get these days? Cause I could, can I go out and buy this? It's a, surely a licensed title like this. Well, no, 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 no. I said it was based on the movie. I never said it was licensed to the movie. It said in the credits of, of Universal Studios. I you think? Well, I guess they probably they may they might have paid Universal and not the Dr. Seuss folks. I would assume that they paid him. But I mean, I I don't know. I have a, I don't have a. Uh, I've never priced the Game Boy Color. You know, I was I mentioned it before, but Johnny Platform says Chris is totally free on the PC. If you've got an Xbox, unless you've got nefarious means, you probably won't be getting that one. I will say, Aaron, looking this up real quickly. Yeah. On uh, uh, the eBay there. Let's see what we got. Because I'm kind of interested myself. Looks like loose cart you can get for about 20, 15 bucks, 20 oh, bucks. Okay. So a little bit, but not a ton. If yeah. you're looking full box, the, 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 the whole kit and caboodle, uh, 60 plus. Okay. That is that normal, you'd say? I would say that's high end for a Game Boy really? Color. Really? Okay. Because again, I don't have any I don't have any reference points on that. Have you did you ever own a Game Boy Color, by the way? No. No. Did you ever have any inclination to get one or just go right to the GBA? Oh, oh no, I went from original Game Boy to Game Boy Advance. Can you play color games on anything else? Um the Advance plays them, doesn't it? Does, I don't know. I, I, I never I, had honestly advanced, I can't either. remember. Something to ponder. If you know, drop us a note in the uh Show notes there. Anyway, Brent, two big winners this week. Yeah. I recommend the both. Now, <clears throat> I want to take this time here at the end of the show to just make a couple announcements and a couple declarations. Uh, as the end draws to, uh, as the year draws to an end, uh, we want to uh, mention that next week, it's going to be a very special week. Yes. Here on the show. Uh, ten, it'll be around, it, we're going to, we got to start a little bit later because of both. Uh, I think we're going to be starting around 11.30 a.m. But this will be uh, the culmination of an entire year of gaming next week with an, our year-end awards uh, and review. It'll be myself. It'll be the Brent. It'll be John Budvacar-Shaw. will be sitting right here uh, in between us. And we're going to be looking over all the games for all the shows we did this year. We're going to have end-of-the-year awards uh, for best and worst games for the Atari ST show. For the Coco Show, for Art Sinclair, the Zex Spectrum, and the Amigos, and for ARG Presents. We're going to pick best and worst of all the stuff we played this year. And, buddy, we played a ton of stuff, didn't we? Yep. We played a lot of stuff this year. 
and so we're also looking for you, uh, the listeners and viewers, to chime in. So if you're in the Discord, please uh, go over to the, uh, the the Game of the Year discussion area. P- make some posts. Give us your best games, your worst games. If you feel so inclined, talk about your favorite, least favorite episodes of the shows. And we're going to discuss all those next week as well. If you're not part of the Discord, we're not going to leave you out. If you want to drop us an email at argpresents at mail.com uh, and talk about games you liked and didn't like this year, or if you want to leave something underneath the video here, uh, you can do it that way, and we'll try to cobble those together as well and uh, mention you on the show next week. It should be a lot of fun, Brent. We were just talking. We haven't, me and you and Bo don't really get together that often to do a show anymore. We never really did it that much. It's been pretty rare. Uh, so it should be a lot of fun. And it's going to be interesting because we don't have Shirley Mo Downey this year to be slam dunk uh, as worst game. We're going to sit down and think. And we played so many games this year on ARG yeah. and on the other shows. And, and when we added you to these other shows, so you, we, we got a lot of thinking to go on. Yeah. And I was so happy that Bo's going to come around because, like I said, on a lot of the shows, he did the line oh. through the shows this year. So yep. it'll, it'll be nice to get him to chime in. And, of course, we're also going to put Amigo in there for the, for the Amiga. It should be a lot of fun. Are you looking forward to this one? I am. And we're going to, a, for a, a special treat, uh, we're going to spin the ARG wheel next week, and we're going to let John spin that thing. Yeah. Do you have any uh, uh, lovely Christmas Yuletide greetings you'd like to say to the uh, folks out there in radio and TV land? Nope. I do. Merry Christmas, everybody, uh, and have a happy new year. Uh, please join us next year, next uh week, New Year's Eve, for that big wrap-up show, but get together with your family, your friends, if you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever you celebrate, or if you don't celebrate all, just have a good week. We're good to go with all of it. Take it easy, and thanks for uh, being with us, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.